Greetings, Troubled Nation. Good evening. This is Renee Coleman sitting with my co-host, Mr. Manny Chevrolet, the original Troubled Man for Troubled Times. I am troubled. Tonight is a troubling night for me. (laughs) Yeah, you were telling me. (laughs) Can you tell, people? Nation. I'm talking to you, Nation. Can you tell how troubled I am just in the tone of my voice right now? You were saying that you're running on fumes. I am running on fumes right now, but that's a whole other story. Uh, only because, um, you know, it's stuff happens in your life, uh, especially when you get a family. Right. And, you know, you know, you have the wife, you have the kid, you have the mis- mistress and all that. Right, and it's a lot of responsibility. A lot of responsibility. And so last 48 hours, I've been on fumes, which is good. It's all good. Well, some, sometimes, uh, you know, I, I, I like the way people perform when they're so exhausted that... Yeah, and all the bullshit melts away, and right. they're, they're just yeah. uh, some of the best performances by artists over the years, and you know all these performers have been like when they've been on fumes, you know yes. that kind of stuff. Yeah, like uh, I remember my father had this drummer when I was a kid. Yeah, and the guy always played way too much, you know, like right. way too busily, and yeah. tried to like jam yeah. uh, uh, fills in, you know, mm-hmm. just that he'd been practicing like exactly what you don't want somebody to do, you know, like please don't come to the gig and show me what you've been practicing at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but any time that they had a, like several gigs in a day, yeah. the guy would get exhausted. Yeah, that would be the best he ever played exactly. that night. <laughs> exactly, it's like that. Um, when I used to work in, you know, in uh, the cable TV business, and one of my bosses was uh, worked for the old Ed Sullivan show. Oh wow! And I don't know if I told you this before, but no. Ed Sullivan was dying. He was basically on fumes. Okay. And the very last broadcast of his show, uh, he wasn't there for the whole week. He wasn't there for uh, meetings or dress rehearsals or anything. Huh. And of course, it's an hour variety show, and they've got bands, they've got comedians, they've right. got jugglers, a lot of moving parts. Jugglers. Yeah, and. He 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 didn't show up until like five minutes before taping. <laughs> oh jeez! And he's running. He's dying. The man is dying. Yeah. And my boss, who who was the producer of the last couple seasons of the Ed Sullivan Show at the time, he told me the story that it was his best performance ever. Wow. That because he started in the mailroom at the Ed Sullivan Show and worked his way up. You're you're for, you're the producer. My former, yeah, my former boss, boss okay. at HBO. Whatever. Anyway, he said, because he was there with the show for 12, 13 years, and he said that last show, he, ne- he didn't show up at all. He couldn't. He was, so, he was bedridden. He was dying. Right. What did he die from? I, I think it was cancer. Oh, okay. Because he was a Dude. heavy smoker. Oh, right, yeah, right, he was, right. You know, you know, Ed Sullivan brought to you by cancer. Right. You know, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> you know Viceroy. <laughs> that was a sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> was yeah, a, exactly, he was directly yeah. sponsored by cancer. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. It was uh, kind of, you know... Yeah. yeah. So he was fucked. <laughs> okay, right, right, fucked. right. So, but he showed up. Didn't go to a dress rehearsal. Showed up. They said, you're on. Three, two, one. Action kind of stuff. And ladies and germs, you know, well, He just read the cue cards and, the cue and cards. went through it. And then about, I think it was maybe a few months later, he died. Yeah. You know, he, he stuck it out for a few months. I don't know, you know. Well, you got, you got to admire the... Uh, he the was a good-looking man. Yeah. <laughs> your, your type. I don't know um, what that means. <laughs> the 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 showbiz, you know, the the showbiz commitment that that demonstrates, you know, because right. we know the most the, the cardinal rule of showbiz is, is 
the show must go on. Right. If you're fucked up, if you can't hit your mark, whatever, it's still got to go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah know, no matter, you know. Too many, too many people re- that's like, relying on you. It's like that movie with Peter O'Toole, My Favorite Year. You ever uh, see that movie? No. Well, it's, it was back in like 1980 or whatever, but he plays this swashbuckling kind of celebrity star, movie star, kind okay. of like, you know... What's that? Uh, Errol Flynn type guy. I was going to say Robert Culp, but okay. Errol <laughs> <Yeah>, Flynn. Robert <laughs> Culp. <laughs> I Spy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But no, he played like this Errol Flynn kind of like actor, and this one guy's job, he's supposed to show up on some variety show, like the Sullivan Show, uh-huh. and do like a bit from one of his movies or whatever, but Peter O'Toole is basically playing himself in this movie. He's a fucking alcoholic, crazy yeah. man, you know? Uh-uh. And the movie's about this one guy whose job is to get him to the fucking show. Oh, okay. You know, so it's a whole adventure, you know, the guy, you know. Did you a, see that Russell Brand movie, uh, Get Him to the Greek? I wonder if that was somehow I, based on... Uh, yeah. The thing was, Peter O'Toole wasn't stuffing balloons up his ass. <laughs> you know, or telling, uh, what's his name, to stuff balloons up his ass uh, to get him to the Greek on time. Uh, uh, you ever play the Greek? Greek's a great theater in L.A. Um, I've never even been there. No. Uh, it's a great outdoor theater. I saw Bob Dylan there once. Really? Like 1988 or 89 or something like that. And a buddy of mine... Kid's pretty talented, man. For a Jew, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty talented. He's not very athletic, though. Anyway... Uh, he does box, though. He does box. Sure you know, does. I met his son, Jacob. Yeah, yeah. And you look good at him look, on... He's a good-looking yeah, boy. Yeah, he's a good-looking kid. Yeah, yeah. And I met him at a uh, breakfast joint. He was ordering a breakfast burrito. Uh-huh. And I was ordering one, too. And, you know, he, this was when he was big. Right. You know, when he was big. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you see him on the MTV and stuff like that. You know, he's larger than life. He's singing that, you know, two headlights or right, no headlights right, song. Right, his right, big, right, his right. big hit. Yeah. And he's, he's in line getting a breakfast burrito, and he's in front of me. And he's no bigger than me. Wow, yeah. He's a tiny guy. Yeah. He's a tiny guy, talented guy. The chicks well, dug him. You know, uh, yeah, chicks dig him. Um, yeah. yeah, well, Dylan's not he's not very big himself. You right. Know? Well, anyway, getting back to the Greek with Dylan. Right. Okay. Uh, I went with my buddy of mine who's in the music business, and he always got great seats and stuff. Right. So we're like front row at the Greek theater. Cool. And I brought binoculars. <laughs> So you could uh, read the tag on Dylan's shirt? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So it was probably not a good thing to bring binoculars. And it was one of these his tours where he had like... Did you bring a gun also? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't bring a, a rifle gun. and <laughs> scope and binoculars. I brought sandpaper. I, don't, I have no idea why I brought sandpaper. Uh, you know. You know. Um, but Smooth it all over. <laughs> I put on the and this is one of his tours where he has like way too many musicians. Yeah, you know, you've seen one of his tours. Yeah, yeah, like he came he to Jazz that. Fest once a while back, where he had like seven guitar players, right. like that. This is like he's a know. friendly guy. He just keeps keeps yeah, inviting yeah, yeah, people, just, and yeah, you know, he yeah. doesn't he doesn't want to. And if you look at the band, like, well, four of these guys were just homeless guys that he just picked up. And <laughs> you know how to play? You know how to play? Yeah, I can play some songs. Anyway, he had way too many musicians. Uh huh. And he's doing a song. I can't understand a fucking word he's saying. Yeah. The band's pretty tight. And I put the binoculars, and, and I see and He's only like 30 yards away from me or whatever. Uh-huh. And, he, and he's singing, and, you know, he's backing off He's backing off the mic. You know how musicians do. They back right, off right, the mic. Right, right, And then they come back to the mic, and they sing a lyric. Right. And back off, then they back off the right, mic, right. like I'm doing very yeah. badly yeah, right yeah. now. And then he comes back. And when he came back to the mic to say another line of the song... 
all this drool just came out of his mouth. Yeah. Just all this fucking drool just that came happens, out. And I, and I was like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it happened. You're sweating. You're up there. Who knows what happened? Yeah, yeah. And all this drool just came out of his mouth. And I'm on the binoculars uh-huh. going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, that's... Uh, Actually, like, there, there's a certain thing that happens when the singer does a take with a bunch of spit in their mouth, mm-hmm. and you can hear it kind of sloshing around. I actually kind of like it. Uh, uh, it, was, uh, it's, it's, it has a certain effect. Hey, he's Bobby Z, so it's, it's yeah, yeah, all yeah. good to me. You know, he's a good guy. I, I've uh, followed his career since, you know, he went electric. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you um, know. So, you know, I, so we have to address this, uh, the, the elephant in the room, as it were, which is, the elephant is... Uh, I just won whole, the lottery, folks. Yes. These are my friends. That's right, right. Now, We're here to leech of, off A lot me. of fast friends, yeah. man. Yeah, War, exactly. War travels fast. So this is, uh, it's Scotch night, apparently. Which here is, at the Ring Room. The Ring Room. in the famous New Orleans downtown district. Yes. And, and uh, uh, so there's a lot of, uh, a lot of Scotch talk. Some also known as whiskey talk sometimes, but uh, people talking way louder than they need to, even though they're just a few feet from each other. Well, that's everywhere in this fucking town, man. Have you noticed? Have you gone out to eat lately? How how loud people talk? Well, how loud like restaurants are and stuff. In fact, yes. I want to I get to this. Jazz Fest just finished like a week ago. Right. This could be like we recap some. Of, we're going to touch on some Jazz yeah. Fest recap points here. Well, a friend of mine's mom who's from Santa Cruz and she 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 retired and she bought this like little mini motorhome. Uh-huh. And her and her boyfriend came to the second weekend of Jazz Fest in their mini motorhome. And she's right. a sweet lady, you know, I I I I dig her, she's cool. But she all every time she's in town, she wants to take us out to dinner. Uh-huh. And we went, she, so she took us out to dinner this time and went to a place down in the quarter Mr. B's Bistro. Have you ever been sure, there? Sure, yeah, I've been yeah, there. Yeah, I love that times. place. Yeah, food's it's like great. straight out of the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like the wood and, and, right, and all right. that. It's stro- so Wall Street 80s. It's like so it's weird. Like American Psycho. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, let me see your business card. That kind of <laughs> feel stuff. Feel the quality. Yeah, feel the quality <laughs> of the card. Look at the card. Love the card. Be the card. This fucker has a better card than me. <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill him now. Is that embossed? Oh, yeah. no, it is. <laughs> exactly. So we go there, and I've only I've been there a few times over the years I've lived here. Uh-huh. Every time I've gone there, I've always been put in the same room, which is you have to walk through the kitchen kind of thing and get to this one room where there's about, about the size of this room. Okay. Maybe a little smaller, actually. Uh-huh. There's about... Private tw- dining room, yeah. sort of. Yeah. yeah, and there's the you know New Orleans, very New Orleans. And... We're sitting there, the four of us, having dinner, and all of a sudden I realized I can't hear a word anyone is saying. Wow, in that small room. It's that loud. (laughs) It is that loud. So, so my my friend's mom, she's talking, and her boyfriend's from England, so he's very Uh soft spoken, Uh you know, very polite kind of guy. And he starts saying something to me, and I go. I just like kind of halfway get up off my chair and I say, "I can't hear a word you're saying. <laughs> Can you speak up? It's very..." And it was like an E of Hutton moment. Everyone uh-huh. around in the dining room kind of looked up and looked at me, and then everyone in the room started laughing hysterically uh-huh. because they realized <laughs> yeah, how, what much, I just, how, how much they were screaming at each yeah, other. How much everyone was so fucking loud. Oh, man. But you know, it's that way a lot now. You can't go to a, a restaurant and just like have. 
you know, unless you're going to like one of those restaurants for, you know, those date restaurants or those breakup restaurants. Yeah. Well, well, you you know what what I think contributes to it? Like, you look at this room, it's got a um, tile floor, you know, ceramic tile floor, painted brick walls, and uh, a plaster ceiling, and really not one thing to absorb sound except for you and me. Right. And uh, you know know what you also have in this room? Fucking lot of losers in this room. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Look at at these two girls over here. No one's going to pick them up tonight. Unless we do it. Unless we do. Yeah. Unless we say, oh, look, they're drinking ultralight beer. Get out. Just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, you know. But so there's a style of restaurant construction where they do the same thing, and it just gets so loud. There's no, there's no absorbent, uh, you know, no right. acoustical stuff in there. Right. I, I think they do it intentionally because they think that it makes it seem exciting, you know, like, like something's going on there. Yeah. But... Like for instance, uh, Emeralds is yeah. you know a great restaurant. I, I, I've been there a couple of times. I would never go yeah. back because I feel like like I'm in a, a high school cafeteria. You know? Oh really? Just because okay. it's so the loud. One, the one on St. Charles? Um, yeah, the one. Yeah, there's only one, right? Right. Yeah. Emeralds. Well, he's got a yeah, he's got Emeralds, well, but just, Nola, or whatever. But, yeah. Well, you know the one, the original one. Okay. On, it's what like on Julia or something? You know, I don't, I don't know, know somewhere down there. Oh yeah, it's that one. Yes. Right. That one's yeah. That's very uncomfortable. That place. you know, if you sit at a table with eight people, you definitely can't hear the person sitting across from you because it's a big round table, and right. then it's just so such cacophony in there. You know? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's not not pleasant. Let's open a restaurant where you have to shut the fuck up. You basically write what you want to order. <laughs> well, you know, you just go to a less popular restaurant. You know, it's a ton and I actually went to the, the uh, restaurant in our neighborhood that we frequent. And uh, there was like two couples, or two two or three tables. When we walked in, by the time we were halfway through, we we're the only people in the restaurant. You know, that's pretty pleasant. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, I I, um, I like going out to eat. I just don't like people. I know, I know. Well, you know, Elvis would just buy a whole place out and right. just be him and yeah. Red and the yeah. rest of the Memphis Mafia. Well, one day, if this podcast takes off, yeah. one day I'll be able to do that. You're going to have Elvis money? Yeah, I'll have Elvis money. And I'll just say, you know, I want this restaurant for at least one hour to myself or maybe for the whole night. Uh-oh, these girls are getting picked up on. Anyway, let's, fo- let's focus on something else. Okay. All right, so what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, these people came in for Jazz Fest. Right. So let's talk about Jazz Fest. The, the, it came and went. And my experience this year was um, first weekend, I was really blown away how... Um, I didn't have to even worry about parking. Right, you were saying the traffic yeah. seemed lighter than yeah. the foot traffic seemed lighter than, than and in I, the past. I didn't have to block off spaces. I got home and right. there was plenty of space. You only but then to kill this, one or two hobos. Then the second weekend yeah. came and it was like, fuck, man. Oh, really? They, it they was all total opposite. Wow, no kidding. It was total opposite. It was like Thursday through Sunday. Thursday through Saturday was insane. Wow, really? Because not only that, you know, of course you have to keep your parking, you got to put your cans out or your cones or whatever, all that kind of stuff. But this year, for some reason, and it happens, it, it has happened before, um, everyone from like a two block, three block radius from my house was having some kind of party every night. Huh. And porch parties, you know, where they hire bands to play oh, on Jesus. their porch. And Saturday, second Saturday, 
All of a sudden, it's like nine o'clock in the morning. I hear some band playing, and somebody got a porch. Oh, fuck you! And fuck I was just you, like, man. "Really, really? Oh, Jesus! You gotta do this." It's, I know you want to party and all that kind of stuff, but it's nine o'clock in the morning. I, you know, last night went till two a.m. Right? Oh, or later? You know? Yeah. Like, plus, there's so much music already. You really need like more music. It's insanity. But, but you know. On that second Friday and Saturday, there are people's houses that I go to to say hi. Yeah. Because they have these open houses like yep. we kind of do. But we didn't do it this year because of our construction and all that kind of right, stuff. Right, right. But here's... So, by Saturday night, I was just like, enough. Uh-huh. So, Sunday morning, Sunday morning <laughs> is the last fucking day of Jazz Fest. Right. The last fucking day. And I kept the shutters closed. I locked the doors. You know, I wasn't... No one's allowed in my house. Uh-huh. But of course, huh? Can you come? What? That's uh, a joker. Oh, okay. He, he said, "Can he sing?" Oh, we're doing karaoke. <laughs> yeah, we're just doing karaoke to yeah. each other. You can go to Sing Sing, my friend. <laughs> you look like he just got released. <laughs> Number four two five six eight. Um, hey, anyway, and, and he hates Thursdays. <laughs> and he hates Thursdays. And it's Thursday. Um, Anyway, um, so that Sunday, I was like, enough. It's, it's over. I'm done. But, of course, it's like noon or 1 o'clock, and I, I'm doing my chores around the house, and I have a ton of recycling I have to put out because yeah. they pick up the recycling the next day. So I open my door, the recycling bins out front, I start putting all this recycling in, and then I see these four, like, I don't know, they're like 30-somethings or early 40s people, uh-huh. two couples. And they've got their chairs and their umbrellas and they've got their hats and their uh-huh. sunscreen on. And they walk by me and they're like all jovial and stuff like that. Yeah. They've got cocktails. And they say, Happy Jazz Fest. And I looked at them and go, It's not a fucking holiday. <laughs> Happy Jazz Fest? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean, Happy Jazz? It's not Easter or New Year's. It's not a holiday. And I swear to God. You saw four people who were, like, so hyped up and jovial and yeah, stuff. Yeah, just brought them right down. And I just sucked the energy out of them. <laughs> I sucked the fucking energy out of them. It's not a fucking holiday. Uh, All right? They just wilted before they your eyes. They just wilted before my eyes, uh, and they just kept walking. And I guarantee you, they'll never walk down my street again uh, for the next Jazz Fest. All right, man. So you are, uh, you know, you're taking up the mantle of the curmudgeon on the block. You know, you're... You're uh, feathering your nest for your run for sheriff. But it's not its not like carnival or Christmas. No, it's, it's, no people definitely get into it, man. Well, yeah, yeah, I understand you can get into it, but it's not a fucking holiday. No, I get it. I you get know, it. it's I not a holiday. It. But one good thing came out of Jazz Fest for me um, is that on that second Saturday, uh, the Friday night before, my daughter had a friend sleepover. Yeah. And they stayed up all night and stuff, and they slept late. And it was like... One in the afternoon on the second Saturday, and they're just sitting there on their gadgets. I said, "Here's ten bucks each. Get the fuck out. Go. Yeah. Wa- there's just tons of people. Go out wander the, the neighborhood. Yeah, go wander the hood. Well, you know, go. There's porch parties everywhere. Just right. Go, yeah. Go so what happens is, it's one o'clock in the afternoon, and around two, I get this text from my daughter saying, "Oh, we bumped into our friend and her family, and we're going to Jazz Fest." Wow. I said, "Wait a minute." You only have 10 bucks each. There's no way you're fucking getting into right. Jazz Fest. It's 80 bucks at the gate. Right. And my daughter, she goes, well, if I can pass for 10, I can get it for 5 bucks. Hey, she could probably do it. Um, I said, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, she can't pass for 10. No. But you know what? 
being like her old man from the heyday, right. she Googled. She fucking Googled. She pulled a googly, and her and her friends all said they were 10 years old. And these are all pu- you know, pubescent teens uh-huh. with little boobies and uh-huh, stuff right, like that. Right. They don't look 10. No, they're yeah. not 10 years old. Right, right. But I was so proud of my daughter because she got in. She goes, she texted me back, got in. For right five on, bucks, right on. five bucks, and I got five bucks for some water or whatever. And they went and saw some band that the kids are hip with, um, Cage the Elephant or something. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so funny because she came home because it was at till seven o'clock. Uh-huh. She came home just like a fucking club goer. She came home, she walked in, she put her bag down, went straight to bed. Yeah, uh, she was she was she had party too much. She had danced and whatever. Oh, uh, that's funny. You know, it was hilarious. It was so hilarious. She woke up Sunday morning like. Like she had a hangover, but she right. didn't, you know, she right, didn't drink right, right. or anything. Like, I'm yeah, worn out. yeah, I'm worn out. I was yeah. out there, man. You Good know, for it was her, like, man. yeah, I was, I was so happy. It was like my first, her first like concert scam kind of thing. Yeah, Cause, right, cause, right. You know, be, back in my day, it was like if you can get into a gig without paying, that's the whole deal. Right, right. right. If you don't a, know somebody, sense of accomplishment. Yeah, you yeah. know, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. So I was very happy with that. Oh, good for her, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it's 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 good to have a, you know, slight uh uh streak of larceny, you know, just uh you got to. come yeah. in will come in handy in well, life, you know. It's it's all about like Jamming it to somebody, you know, <laughs> you know, fucking like giving it to the man, kind sticking of it to the man, sticking it to the man, kind of thing, or jamming it to the fucker, you know, that kind of stuff. So you know, she, you know, she went up to the ticket booth and said, "One for I'm ten years old," uh-huh. kind of thing, and I'm sure and it's it's you know the second Saturday, like, all right, you know. Here. Yeah, yeah. You know, why not? Why, why not? Why I not? guess. It's a little girl by herself. We'll give, you know, what, what the fuck? She well, no, take she's up much like space. three other friends. Right, and but they're I mean, all still, like, you know, yeah. they're, they're not going to take up much space. Yeah. It's going to make, they're not, you know. They're not going to, they don't have a, a bomb with them or anything no, no, like no, that. No, yeah. No. But I was very proud of her for that. Well, good for you, man. Kids, yeah. are, kids are growing up nice. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, Jazz Fest. So, uh yeah, you played it, right? I, I played, yeah, played. Thanks for inviting me. Well, sorry, it was uh, you know tickets are tight these days. They uh, they they really keep a keep a rein on the uh, the comp tickets to to performers. But so I played uh, thir- Thursday with John Mooney. Um, that was a great gig. Um, played uh, that was the Blues Tent. Um, ran over and saw some of Susan Cowsell. Uh, right after that set, she's always fantastic. Is she? She's oh man, Susan Cowsill has a voice like, you know, she's not just a great singer, which she is. She has a, a unique um, quality to her voice that makes her sound like somebody that should be on the radio. I mean, she has certainly, you know, but she's has a, a long and storied career uh, with the Cowsills, you know. Right. Um, but. Uh, just you know, it's like like a uh, Karen Carpenter, like uh, a uh, Barbara Streisand. You know, someone that just possesses a a unique quality that as soon as you hear them, you go, "Oh yeah, that sounds like that sounds like you know, not just a good singer. That sounds like the radio." You know, right? I, so, I, I think I've only seen her once. Yeah, she doesn't play a ton of gigs around New Orleans. She plays a lot of more gigs like out on the road, but. Um, you know, she usually do French Quarter Fest, and she did Jazz Fest. And Who was her brother? Um, um, she, well, she had a whole bunch of them. Barry yeah. was one. But she had several other brothers who were the cow, the band of the Cowsills, and all those guys are great musicians and great singers. And 
Um, and, and the Partridge family was kind of based on based them. on them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the deal was uh, like the the uh, network wanted to do a show with them with the cow cells, you know, yeah. just like starring the cow cells, and it was going to be basically the Partridge family. But uh, I don't know if negotiations broke down with their father manager you know right. and, or what what went sour but at some point the network decided oh well we can do this how about we you. just get shirley jones yeah. and uh and her and, sons and, and her, her stepson her, her stepson yeah. and uh yeah we can put this together and we'll change the name um but but yeah that was basically you know they're based on them and she grew up in that life but she's you know, really sweet girl and great singer so caught some of her set and uh and then I had Friday off. I went to see my old band, uh, Tav Falco's Panther Burns. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a Memphis band that's been around since like maybe 1979 or something like that. And I joined them and like started playing with them in 83. Um, and, you know, it was kind of what I did uh, instead of college when I should have been in college. You right. know, I went out to rock and roll college and. And uh, so the guy, the singer, is still doing it, and he's always has a different band. But this time he rolled through and had an all Roman band. It was three Roman guys because he lives in uh, in Vienna now. So were they wearing like uh, toga? I don't know. <laughs> I don't no, even no. mean by Roman. No, guy. I mean they're from Rome. It's three uh, okay. musicians from Rome, and uh, they all they 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 play really well together. They really did a great job backing up Tav. You know, Tav is one of these people. That, He's, he's really like a performance artist oh, okay. and a photographer and a filmmaker. Uh, that, that's how he approached music. So he has some idiosyncratic time issues, and uh, you know, it, it really takes someone who's pretty adept to, pull it, to accompany him and allow him, allow Tav to be Tav. And these guys did a great job of it, and it was super fun. And uh, so that was my night off, and... Uh, yeah, and I, what did I do? Played, uh, played a great Cinco de Mayo gig on Saturday night at Circle Bar. More people than I've seen at the Circle Bar in ages. We had like 100 people paid through the door on a Saturday Jeez, night. Can you fit 100 people in Well, that place? maybe not at one time, but yeah. they, they cycled in and out during the course of the three-hour gig. Well, you know, the Circle Bar's days are numbered, I think. Um, it's, they only have maybe about a year left on their lease, and that woman... That woman who bought up that whole fucking lot. She, yeah. You know, she has much. plans for it. Oh, think? yeah. She's got plans. They got plans. They're going to bulldoze it and put up a hot dog stand? No, they're going to, um, they're going to, well, they're, they're probably, you know, because there's, I don't know if you noticed, but there's all that green space behind it on one side and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Uh, th- there's plans. That woman who bought it huh, has okay. plans for it. And she's in cahoots with uh, that oil building Taylor Taylor yeah Taylor Energy yeah yeah well I'm, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna play that hand out because we're, we're continuing to, to do it until I mean it I don't know I mean doesn't uh, exist anymore uh, Dave and, and you know has told me that her, he's pretty tight with the chick and she's got no you know this was three years ago she said well I don't have anything really in mind right away but it's gonna happen sooner or later right so right. I don't know how long Right. You know, Who knows? Yeah. People, like, she could be saying that ten years from now. Right. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope they're there because I love that place. I live there at that place. Right. Right. You yeah. Know. You, yeah. You, you went from my apartment to yeah. uh, the Circle Bar. Yeah. Exactly. 
It's a small town. Yeah, man. yeah, I know. It's too small if you ask me. <laughs> anyway, you can't do anything without getting noticed. That's the problem with this place. Uh, but, but nobody's hey, paying that much attention, so. Yeah, but I'm a celebrity, so <laughs> they all want. They all want, <laughs> they all a, want piece. a piece. Yeah, <laughs> piece of. So money. during Jazz Fest, I think it was that second weekend, I tried to shock my wife. Yeah, with a cattle prod. <laughs> no. Oh. No, I tried to shock her um, by, uh, you know, because we usually have, the doors are open. Anyone who wants to come out, use the bathroom, okay. have a drink. Open door policy. Yeah. Do you? Uh, so that first weekend, I think it was that first Sunday, and nobody was really coming by because it was really kind of dead. Like right. that first yeah, weekend, like I was saying. Yeah, yeah. And so I tried to shock my wife, and she said, you know, what's going on? And I said... Well, I'm on my ninth drink, baby. <laughs> you know what she said to me? What? Good. <laughs> she said, good. So I was like, oh, fuck, you taught me on that one. Uh, you, know? you see that? Yeah, see that? she got yeah. me. She was jamming it to the big guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, yeah. teach a man to fish. Yeah, Watch out, man. Exactly. There's some fish coming your way. But also there was, you know, I said about, you know, it's not really a holiday, but the, we, we did have our Mother's Day this past weekend. Yeah. Do you do the Mother's Day? Um, well, uh, yeah, my family celebrates Mother's Day, and uh, my mother's... Is still lives in town and all you know is here, and but again, back to uh, the show must go on. I was on the road. I was playing oh. in Texas, so, oh, right. well, yeah, so yeah. I called in. Uh, yeah. You know, from as on most Mother's Days, uh, Father's Days, my birthday, right. I call from. I ride around in a van yeah. with a bunch of guys, yeah. and uh, I make phone calls back to home. Well, people say, "What did you do for Mother's Day, Manny?" And I said, "Well, my mother's dead." And it's like, I, I don't need to celebrate Mother's Day. Right, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, and then they go, well, what about y- your wife? She's the mother of your child. And, and, she, and well, well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what she tells as me. Far as, as far as we yeah, know. As far as we know, she's the mother of my child. Right, right, right. right that right. kind of stuff. So yeah, who can be sure? You know? So, you know. You I, haven't I, had a DNA uh, test or anything. No, I haven't right. done that. So right. basically what I do is I, I uh, pour her some champagne and OJ. And I say, drink it. Yeah. Happy, happy. Right on. Well, that's nice, man. That's good. Happy Mother's Day. You know? What more do you And I look, want, at, you know? I look at my girl and my wife, and I go, yeah, all right, sure. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. All right. Sure. Okay. Uh, that's funny. I'm done with the holidays. Okay. <laughs> Father's the, Day is the, coming the up. The holiday of Jazz Fest yeah, and, and Mother's yeah, Day. Exactly. Father's Day is coming yeah. up. Yeah, I'm trying to book a gig so I can be gone for that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. I'm sending up my avails yeah. out on uh, Craigslist. Oh, you know uh, Yeah. I want to talk about something. Oh, um, Oh. oh, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. I, 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 was, I can't I was, remember. I just went uh, to the Bahamas again. For I know, I know. It I do that. I, I, I do know that all do. the time. Okay. Um, so I ran into this guy, Randy, who's like a, a veteran music fan. He must have been successful early in life and then retired with a, a healthy cushion. Because right. I've known the guy for 15 years, only from him showing up at gigs of mine. Mm-hmm. But then he always, he's like, kind of, I guess like an older hippie, you know, kind of yeah. guy. That's, he's that era. Yeah. So, you know, he still likes to, like... Take psychedelics and you know take you know drink and just get introduced to me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he's a fun <laughs> guy. Randy's fun, um, and you know, you know, I'll finish a gig and be like, 
uh, I'm hungry. Let's go. I'll take you out to dinner, and like you know, we'll go to some really nice restaurant. You know, oh. sit down. Randy and I'll have a meal. And but he's, he's you know he has a lot of experiences. He's fun to talk to. And I even like spent the night at his house one time when. Uh, and that's what the story can say. I ran into Randy here, and you know, he's at a few of my gigs, and I could introduce him to, you know, my band members or, or you know, friends of mine that were with me, and uh, he'd just immediately sit down and, you know, start talking. And at one point, I was, he was like about to start putting his hands on my friend. I was like, Randy, you're getting really close to Nicole. I'm just, oh. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's like, you know, she's fine. You're doing fine. Just don't touch her. <laughs> oh, he wasn't gonna. He wasn't getting creepy. It's just he was just so effusive, you know. So uh, I was like, okay. Anyway, so one time I was on the road with the iguanas, and I was gonna fly back home, and they were gonna do a long drive to the next gig for over a few days. I was gonna fly home for a couple of days and then meet them out right. wherever you know wherever they're going. I can't even remember. Maybe like like we left. Eastern Kentucky or something, and and like Louisville, I think we're in, and they had to drive to maybe San Francisco. I was like, "Fuck that! Oh, I, don't, God, I don't need yeah. to do that drive. I'm going to dr- fly home." So, uh, Randy was like, "Well, you can stay at my house, and we'll go out and we'll have a fun time, and then I'll bring you to the airport in the morning." It's like, "Okay, great." So, uh, about like an hour after the van leaves, I realized that my all my picture IDs are in the van. Oh, you're I don't fine. have. I, I just have like my clothes and my toiletries with me, and no picture ID. And this was before nine eleven. So and it's Louisville, Kentucky, which is not a huge airport. Right. So I figure I have this prescription bottle. It was actually a bottle of Valium. I have this, but the Valium that has my name on it. You still have some. I don't. I don't. It's not even my thing. I don't know why I had. I was having trouble trouble sleeping or something. Because if I take one of those things, I have to run for the bed because uh, it's uh, it's going to knock me out. Anyway, so I figured, let me see if I can use this prescription bottle as my ID. Yeah. And I did. I got on the airplane. I went to the Louisville airport well and you know early. I didn't run in at the last minute. I said I explained the situation to him. I said, look, I have this ticket with my name i have my prescription bottle it has I the same name ID. on it i don't have an id i said i don't you know i'll i'll take my clothes off and they're like no 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 please don't take your clothes off. I was like, no no really i want to and they're like no please don't yeah. sir and i was like well how about just the pants i <laughs> <laughs> said no. please can i show you my package he said no 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 i said well i mean i said okay well i'll just get on the plane I said yeah just go get on the plane so i actually oh. flew home so when I see Randy, I always think of that story, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you had no box cutters with you or anything like that? No, no, no. I was, uh, you know, I'm a lover, not a fighter. So um, what happened? You didn't get your ID back until San Francisco? Uh, I, think, they... I think at home I had uh, some other... a passport or something, uh, okay. which is what I used to fly. Okay, well, that's cool. So, you know, I mentioned my friend Nicole... Um, you you want you want to go into no another no story no here? I need another drink man um, okay well let's do that uh, yeah let's get a cocktail it's, it's, things are winding down here look at the look at that old bartender over there yeah man I like the cut of that guy's jib yeah look at him he's got a set of hair on him man yeah look at him he's he looked you know what he looks like to me huh New Orleans yeah. He, sure he does. looks like New Orleans to me. Well, because here's oh, what no, it he's is. coming he, towards he, he's us. Like, no, no, he's, he's, he's going <laughs> to move. Watch, he's, he's busting all these things. I swear, this guy's a total professional, man. I love that. Yeah, it's, that's like uh, 
you yeah, know, career, pr- career waiter, career, bartender. Yes. Yeah. 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 And the guy, yeah. Guy, he's probably, he probably learned it at his family restaurant when he was five, you know, he's probably been doing it. And the man took away his restaurant. Years. He lost yep. his restaurant to gambling and yep. drug addiction. I, I, yeah. Poker game. Yeah. Poker game. He lost it in a poker and game. And blow. And blow. Yeah, and Flocka. Flocka. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a guy who sells Flocka. Look at it. He's throwing bottles away. He's going to recycle that shit. Anyway, go get us another drink. All right. Welcome back, Troubled listeners. This is uh, the resumption of the Troubled Men podcast with uh, Renee Komen and Manny Chevrolet. Hello, nation. Um, Don't remind- be bumming my nation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, want to remind everybody... Uh, we are on iTunes. We're on uh, social media. Um, s- some great new photographs we posted on our Instagram. The trouble. They're great. Band. They're really you, good. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> I like the one of me and you. Um, yeah, I think the two different um, captures the image. It captures yeah. the essence of us. I yeah, think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I showed some of my wife's girlfriends the pictures, and they yeah. were. They wanted to know the story about your bloodied face. Yeah, well. <laughs> and I said, well, listen to the show, basically. Because yeah. I get angry sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I need to be put in my yeah, place, Yeah, you man, need to you be know? put in your place. You need, yeah. need to show me what for. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Instagram, or we have a Twitter account. Uh, Twitter. At, at Troubled Podcast. Right. So. Um, we have uh, Troubled Men Podcast at Gmail, so you can email us if you want to, like, send dick pics or something or oh. ask for dick pics or uh, you know send us your taxes or send uh, us money send us money you want to wire yeah. wire some money to us um, so. so yeah so, so do all that yeah. and, oh and go go to iTunes and and rate us give us five stars because yeah. we need to get enough reviews and ratings to where it starts showing up that you have reviews and ratings and then it will it will help us all. I think I talked about this in a previous one. It's like, um, you know, we're just trying to reach out and, and hurt and people. Tell all your friends. Yeah, yeah, tell your friends. Tell, tell your, your friends, friends to, uh, to listen. If they don't like it, well, that's fine. I don't care. Still, but I think still we're pretty give us good. five stars. Yeah, you know. So listen, here's what's happening right now. That's pissing me off. Oh. Um, okay. It just got. Incredibly hot here all of a sudden. Super Did you, hot. Did you notice that? Yeah, it's, it's like it was like 100 degrees the past two days. Yeah. In May. In May of all of all months. I mean, usually you get like that little break. Yeah. You know, I mean, it gets hot, but then not cool this cool in the evening. Hot. It's yeah. breezy. No. Yes, and, no, and, it's, and then you get the termite swarms and all that kind of bullshit. Yeah, and it's it, like it's, the plagues, man. Ten and, plagues. And, you know, it, coming it, late. The fucking heat is like the last. 72 hours has been so fucking hot and and you know what that re- you know what that tells me what it uh, tells me one thing for this city for this town that yep. we live in the heat comes and you know what happens murder oh yeah the murder start well no 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 the murders have been happening yeah. the murders never stop they're gonna go they're up, gonna they're go gonna up. times three right, right the right. murder the crime the rape then the drugs, and then more murder, and that's just more you. crime, that's just more you. rape, <laughs> more drugs, and it goes on and on, and it's only yeah. fucking May. And can you imagine how it will be in August? Long, hot summer, baby. Yeah, <laughs> fucking, it's like insanity right now. And you know what, though? The only thing I can think about, though, is that everyone will ignore it because 
there's going to be a parade this weekend and a <laughs> festival this weekend. And, you know, everyone will forget all about it. And they'll go out there at 97 degree heat and 100% humidity and they'll dance. Right, right. And right. they'll rock and roll. And eat hot food. And be, eat, yeah, and, and, and pay overpriced, you know, you know sandwiches and right, right. all that kind of stuff because. This is the way it happens. City here. that care for God, man. Yeah, this is how it is. It's it's part part like, of the part of the, the character you know, of the city. And, uh-huh. and, and and you know what's going to happen? Also, it just happened this morning. I was sitting. At, I was watching TV this morning at like eight o'clock in a hospital room. Yeah, and I was watching some guy who murdered. A pizza delivery guy. Uh, they he got, he got off. They. I, I couldn't believe it. I, re- I, 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 I already had heard that on the news, and I was reading yesterday's newspaper where they were talking about all the testimony at the trial. You know, they yeah. were about to go into deliberations. Insanity. I mean, the guy had a, a ankle bracelet on. Yeah. That showed in real time GPS coordinates yeah. for where he was. Yeah. And it. And yet the the jury said, nah, uh, I think he's innocent. He looks like a good boy. Even though his friend already pled guilty to the crime. Who, who, he had a bracelet on too, I think. And they they could track them together and they did all these other crimes together. It's like, oh, well, yeah. And and so the guy's excuse was, well, yeah, I was with him, but I would leave right before he did any of the bad stuff. Yeah. And like, really? Yeah. Because that's... You know, it just doesn't make it. It strains credulity, man. It doesn't make it. We were angry because it was hot as hell, and the pizza wasn't that great. Oh, so fuck. we fucking no, killed it, him. It, it, just kill that poor boy for to just. It was, to, to and he was no. Money. This guy wasn't a boy. He no, was. A, he's a man. I know. I he know. was a man know, who was basically running two jobs. Right. And no, working his ass off. Yeah, working his yeah, ass yeah. off. And no, they ordered a pizza despicable. just to fucking rob him. Right. Right. And kill yeah. him. You could have robbed him and not killed him. He, yeah, he, he that's not going to happen. He wasn't. Uh, yeah. He wasn't packing heat. He wasn't yeah. fighting back. Yeah. You know, they just they just I, they I, just executed. That I was guy. watching it like at seven in the morning yesterday, going really, really. Yeah, yeah. This is this. I can't, but apparently, there was three charges brought against him, and they were hung on the third charge. So he's still in jail, and he has to go still for trial on this third charge, which is about. Aggravated robbery or something oh, okay. like that. Well, geez. Well, maybe they'll get they'll get a new jury though. So yeah. Maybe a second bite yeah, of the yeah. apple. And, you know. So so I was uh, I was talking about my friend Nicole. She had a good story. She's a, a nurse, and uh, she's been a nurse all over the world. Um, you know, Australia. I love good. nurses. She's she's very. Sweet How can girl. you tell the head nurse? Uh, the knee pads? Yeah, the, uh, the one with the dirty knees. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I knew it was something like that, some formulation of that <laughs> wordplay. Okay, we go ahead. I'm sorry. Play. So she was saying that she's worked all over the world. Nothing has ever broken her. I mean, she's been a nurse in Africa. She's been a nurse on the Indian Reservation, on the res. Yeah. Um, everything is fine until she went to East Jefferson Hospital outside of New Orleans. <laughs> she said, and she's from here. Yeah, she said, "Renee, they broke me." Oh my god! She said, "You would not believe what goes on over there. The way you get treated as a nurse." She said, "It just broke me." She tells me a story where uh, there's a guy who's like in a narcotic coma. Right? He's he's like unconscious yeah. behind a bunch of dope, and uh, they're giving him Narcan, you know, to. to block the opioid receptors it just wakes people up you know it just they they come out of like a, a 
a coma, basically, and they wake up perfectly straight. So they're administering to this, to this guy. Meanwhile, this doctor is berating and screaming at my friend in a way she said, no one has ever spoken to me like this before. It's totally unnecessary. And, and this guy's just, just, just giving me, chewing my ass out. Oh, my God. In the middle of it, the, the, the overdose wakes up hears what's going on and says to my friend are you okay <laughs> he, he was like concerned for her over oh, the way the doctor he, was talking to her and he's like you know he was he, oh was, he was about to die you know and yeah. it's, you give it that stuff it's a, it's a miracle man it just you know yeah. it just totally wakes him right up so that was she said yeah she said yeah this this overdose patient wakes up out of a out and of the a first coma words out of his and he goes are, is, are, are you are, are you is everything are you all right oh, are you all right <laughs> fuck me i've been in a coma <laughs> fuck me you know that, that was a good story fuck that's a great story man it's like you know, it's all you know. See, what I don't understand is, you know, they like I've heard about they induce comas and all this kind of stuff, right? And I don't understand the the medical logic. I, I you know, I'm I'm just you know, I failed biology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not good at biology or chemistry. I never was. In fact, I remember. Um, but you can cook meth. So. Yeah, I can cook meth. Yeah, it's it's yeah, funny yeah. how you know you, you yeah. pay attention to what you need. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. but no, going back to biology, I remember like the last biology test I took. Uh, one of the big questions was, "What is most commonly found in cells?" And I said, "Blacks and Hispanics." <laughs> <laughs> so I failed that immediately. Well, but you couldn't. They, she couldn't say you were wrong. <laughs> well, that's it. That's what I thought. You know, yeah. I didn't know the right answer, but I, that's the answer. You knew, I knew. a right answer. I, I knew a right answer, but um, yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, I don't understand the coma. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't understand the coma. I was about to tell a really bad joke involving wordplay between a coma and a comma, but I'm just going to describe <laughs> it to you. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot here and uh, tell you, you know, we, we've had a series of challenges we've talked about on this podcast. Oh, yeah. we've, uh, we've referenced the, the Tide Pod challenge, and then we, we transferred that into the Drano challenge, right? Right. Remember yes. we talked about yes. the Drano challenge? Yes, yes. Well, I, I, uh, I've yeah. come up with a, a new challenge. It's the Verizon challenge. Which is what? So I had to get a... My phone was completely... F- freaking out the, yeah. it looked like the screen was going to come off it's all totally uh, like a negative you know it's backwards and I think it was about to stop so I had to order a new phone so it came and I'm thinking about contemplating going into the store and getting my data transferred okay right between from my old phone to my new phone well you gotta so, do that don't yeah, you yeah 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 or you could just throw it away and start from scratch. Well, but, you know, yeah, you know, that's I'm a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm a little Especially. bit of a pack rat, so I want to keep all my well, shit. I'm anyway, a, so yeah. that gets back to my point of this bit, the challenge, is to go in. It doesn't have to be Verizon. Whoever your carrier is, this, this will work. This, this thing works. So you go in to get them to transfer your information, and while the, the person's doing it, you go, so like... Um, all like all the porn is gonna go to my new phone, right? <laughs> and and she's and the person's gonna go. Well, all your data is gonna go. It's like I'm not talking about all my data. I'm, just, I'm just like I'm the, worried about the, the porn. The porn yeah. is all the porn gonna go to the new phone? They're gonna go. All, all your data is gonna go. It's like look, stop saying all my data. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listen to me. And here's another thing. 
the porn's not going to go to the cloud, is it? Because I, because I don't want that. I don't want. I don't want. Tell me that my porn is not going to the cloud. What is the cloud? The cloud, you know, like the, you know, iCloud or you know, oh, it's like okay, a, it's okay, online storage, well, you know. Yeah. So you have a family plan. Do you have a family plan? Yeah. All right. So, like, yeah, I would really worry about the porn because if you have a family plan, people in your family, can they get your porn? I mean, if they ask for it, but, you know, no. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> no, yeah, they, yeah, I know. But, I mean, can they all of a sudden your wife be, like, you know, on the Internet and say, what's Renee watching? You know, is that I don't, ha- I don't know how it works. I don't use the cloud, you know. But that's what I'm saying. But, uh, but part of the bit, you just you, you act like... Uh, Overly concerned with the because you know I got some proprietary stuff yeah. on here. I got some European stuff. It's not everybody's taste, and I just want to make sure that it's not going to the cloud. I got some it's, handheld it's, stuff. It's really, it's really important to me. And and like, see how long you can you can keep that up that without without yeah. breaking without laughing. Now, well, see, I would be laughing too hard. You could do it. You're better acting than I. I am. could do you it could easily. I could easily do that. I could easily totally do that. deadpan. Just keep going. And so you know, you're like you let a few minutes go by, and she's still working. You go. Well, like, no. so the porn is going to the new phone. Are you bringing up? She's like, I give a fuck about the ESPN. The, like, all sir, that shit. please stop saying the porn. It's like, no, I will. I just when you, if you can yeah. if you can just reassure me. Well, the good me. thing is the challenge would be to go up to a, a female the, uh, it, yeah. salesperson. Well, you never know who it's going to be. Yeah, you know, either you know, way, you, you know, go yeah. or to someone. You know, well, yeah, you that might go be sexual any, harassment yeah. if, you, if you target a female. But yeah. if you just do it to any employee, I think it's just you know fair game, right? Well, yeah, yeah, it's fair game. Speaking about fair games, um, I the most insane thing happened. I, I you know I work for a company. Right, I'm a, which will rename, remain nameless. Yeah, it's a it's a multi billion dollar company that is. Uh, is on every college campus. It's uh, Goldman Sachs. Yeah, no. Goldman Sachs. It's uh, Trojan, you know, condoms. Um, any no, no. But I work. I've been working with this company because I've had to have a a, a real job for like the last fifteen years to pay my rent. Anyway, put put food yeah, in, yeah, yeah, for yeah. my daughter and wife. Yeah. And, you know, alcohol for me. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, there's this woman who worked on the same floor as I do, and she'd been working for this company for like 28 years. Uh-huh. 28 years. And then just this past Friday, they, um, they basically let her go. They, d- they diminished her department. Wow. They just got rid of her department. Why? Well, it's... It's fucking money, you know. Yeah, they, you know, just... she's not making you know, the numbers. She hasn't made the numbers for like the last five years. And basically, it comes down to nobody reads anymore. Nobody goes to bookstores anymore, right. To buy an actual right. physical book, they can get it on their pad or their computer and or stuff they like get that. Get it from Amazon. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, you know, if they want a hard copy and stuff like that. And this is a college campus. So for the past seven years or so, I've noticed they've just been squeeze. It's kind of like that guy in that movie, um, uh, Office Space. Right, right. You know, office uh, gets yeah. smaller and smaller. Yeah, it's, you know, lower you know, in the building. We're going to need you to go downstairs <laughs> in the base. <laughs> Basically, that's what her job was becoming. Oh, man. And, and she's 65 years old, this woman. And she was a writer. She, was, she wrote for the Times-Picune here huh. years ago. I'm not going to mention her name. Yeah, no, she's no. a sweet person. Yeah, no, we don't want to embarrass um, anybody. But... but at, for the past few, yeah, for the past few late. years, for the past few years, we have this regional manager who comes in like from corporate, and she handles the whole Gulf Coast, uh-huh. and she comes like once a month to basically 
you know, I'm not, I'm a supervisor. I'm not a manager. Okay. So I don't have to fucking deal with her at all. But so she, basically what she does is she gets all the managers in for one, in one room once a month and just basically just beats the shit out of them. Oh, Jesus. You know, for, you know that's what her job is to do. You know? Like, as if that motivates anybody. It's like really, Alec you know? Baldwin from a Glengarry Glen Ross. Right, right, right. Basically, that's what she does to these poor people. I love that movie. Yeah. And so... Fast forward really, yeah. really fast. Right. They came and they terminated her department because it's they, basically what they want to do is get somebody who will work for eight bucks an hour right. for, for half the time to do what she did. Right. And they think that that'll, that'll work. Yeah. So what happened was, and they did this in the most unappealing way. Uh-huh. They came in around 11 o'clock in the morning. They called her into the office. Oh, wow. Just all of a sudden. Yeah. It oh, wasn't like any that, warning. Man. No two-week... Two oh, that's horrible. Man. Yeah, it, it was awful. So what happened was she just... She was told, get your stuff and go. And they escort you out of the building. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck that. Man. Yeah. So what happened was this regional manager who will remain nameless... Who, right. Who's a, who's a... I will say she's a bitch. You know who you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway... Uh, <laughs> She called in all the other managers and supervisors one at a time to say, "This is what happened. We're, you know, we're moving on." Uh-huh. You know, she had. They gave her a really great package. Oh, okay, well, all right. package. Well, and I found out later that my friend was getting ready to retire in September anyway. Oh, okay. So this was just happened. You know, four or five months earlier. All right. Well, um, but this is the first time I've ever felt this. And me being empathy, that you, yeah, you going to say? Yeah, I was first time, but no. So <laughs> I'm, I'm in sure this what room. This feeling is called. I, I, yeah, I was like freaked out. What is this feeling called? Yeah, <laughs> you know, should I feel spe- anyway? Okay. So they, she calls me in. This woman who never talks to me. She comes once a month. Your friend, or no? The, no, this, the this regional manager, manager okay, right. who never says a word to me. Now says, "I want to talk to you." Okay. So I have to go into this room. And she's behind, like we are, behind a desk, right. a table. And she, and starts, she starts explaining. She her blouse. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Right, she I'm starts explaining what's going on. And if you have any questions, ask me. Don't ask your manager. Don't ask anybody else. I'm here to answer all, every question that has to deal with this predicament right uh-huh. now, what's going on. And so I was like the fifth person to be called in. So the four guys before me, four guys and gals before me, already told me what she was going to say. Right, right. So she starts doing her fucking spiel. And they were all in there for like five to ten minutes. Uh And 30 seconds into her spiel about this whole thing that's going down is that I start thinking to myself, it would be so hilarious... (laughs) If I just jump across his desk and start choking him, (laughs) just like just straight out of the fucking Uh, room, you know. And what happens is, is that I'm thinking about this constantly, (laughs) so I'm not listening to her anymore. You're going to the Bahamas, yeah. But the Bahamas is you choking her to death, (laughs) yeah. I'm thinking to myself, this would be so fucking hilarious. Uh, and if I could get this on video, uh, on YouTube, or whatever, me just jumping across his desk and attacking her. And I'm, it's taking everything in my muscular skull yeah. muscles to, like, stop from grinning. Uh-huh. You know, I don't want to grin. I don't want to grin. I don't want to do anything. And the whole time I'm thinking, it would be hilarious to just jump and attack her. It would, man. And then, the last thing she expected. Yeah. And the, hey, Beverly. <laughs> All right, you know what that sound means. Uh, yeah, we got a few minutes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so she goes, do you have any questions? And I was like, 
No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, I understand. I understand totally. And she goes, well, thank you, Manny. Thank you. And I said, you're welcome. <laughs> I just had to get out of there because I couldn't stop. I was going to bust up laughing. That's and I so felt funny. bad for my friend. Well, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. No, it's, you know, have someone treated harshly for no good reason, you know, that's, that's well, not it's, necessary. Well, it, you know, they, I understand they, it's, it's part of got the... got enough money to, they don't have to do that. They could tell, you know... Hey, listen, I understand... It's a different culture yeah, nowadays. Yeah, I understand, but it's like, do it a little differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it's... Uh, they're, the grace is gone, you know. It's it's this is a harsh age. It's a troubled time, Manny. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, troubled it's time. Troubled and, time. And you know that's that's one of the reasons is because people are harsh with each other. Yeah. Um, well, it's cutthroat because you know, um, you know, like you can be fired any moment now. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. No. Just, uh, yeah. You know. Oh, you know. So uh, actually, I was in Texas uh, this weekend playing some jobs. Um, I have a good story I could tell if I need, if if it comes. Sure, if go it, for it. But but first I I thought of a joke while I was there. Oh thought, yeah. And actually I told the joke to uh, Derek Houston, and he goes, "You should write for Manny Chevrolet." <laughs> and I said, "Well, it's funny you should say that because we have a podcast together." <laughs> <laughs> How is Derek? I haven't seen him. Oh, in a he while. was good, man. He's good. You know, like Derek and I have this thing that we do every Mother's Day, where and I guess we got this from Sam Butera. Um, oh, Sam Butera. Where, yeah. where, like, on Mother's Day, one of us or the other will will beat the other one to the punch and text him, uh, happy, happy Mother's Day, you mother. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like a real Sam Butera kind of joke. And so, you know, that, that went on this Mother's Day, and I saw him the day before because our friend Steve Wertheimer, who owns the Continental Club in Austin, great storied club, it's oh, been there forever. Yeah, and then not, not just the Continental Club, Steve has, has become such a, mo- <laughs> such a mogul. He, you know, you know, he has interest in all these restaurants. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he, he's like an owner of an automotive, like a, like a classic car. Um, well, I know the shop, Continental you know? Club. And anyway, I love so that place, yeah. so Steve was having a birthday party that his wife organized this uh, surprise birthday. I know, I know, All right, people. <laughs> um, this su- surprise birthday party for him and and his business partner, who al- also is having a birthday uh-huh. at the same time. Both kind of uh, you know landmark round number birthdays. And uh, all these people flew in from all over the place. You know, the iguanas were there. Um, Derek was there with his some other guys that he grew up with in D.C. Um, and that that had played the Continental. And maybe I don't know what the connection was, but so yes, uh, I'm trying to decide whether I tell the joke first or I finish telling the story. Um, doesn't matter. I know you're shaking your head. Um, so well, it turns out the the ruse was so complete uh, to get this guy to the party location for right. the surprise party uh-huh. that he had not a clue in the world. Oh, cool! And he said, "I like so that they said uh, some the adult daughter of of his partner that the two couples were going out to dinner, and the adult." daughter calls up the partner and says uh, my car's broken down at this bar could you come and get me started or give me a ride and so they said okay we'll go over there so they get there and then the wife of, of Steve Wertheimer Gabby says uh, 
um, I need to go to the, use the restroom. Come in with me. And he's like, just go in. It's fine. I know these people. And she's like, damn it, come in with me. Uh, I don't want to go in there by myself. Come in. Yeah. So he's like, okay, all right. You know, he's a nice guy. So he, he said, I, the door opens and it's like still bright outside. It's like 720 or something. It's dark inside, bar, you know, full of- Jesus Christ, <laughs> man. Come on, Yolanda. She's got, you know, she's get, got her get thing. Get to your joke. Okay. Your uh, joke. This is the story, then the joke. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so loud in our ears, people. Anyway, I'm going to keep talking. Uh, so Steve said he saw me, and then he saw some other people that he's thinking, why is Ray here, and why are those people here with him? Yeah. And he said, for a second, I thought, did I die? Is this heaven? Is this what it's like? You know, it's like all these people that I know all hanging out in the same For room together. Yeah. So yeah. So then I, I thought that was funny. I said, uh, so I went and talked to him. Uh, you know, a little bit later, I said, "Well, Steve, you know, you're a sharp guy. I, you know, I w- leading up to this, I was thinking that you had to have known something was going on." I, I said, "Here's what I I told my wife. I said, look, Steve's probably thinking, okay." Pretty sure my wife's having an affair. Um, I think my business partners are probably staging a hostile takeover of several of my businesses, and my life may be in danger. <laughs> you know, because there's like all these weirdly timed telephone calls to right. her, and you know, uh-huh. you know, she walks out of the room and finishes the conversation. You know, and <laughs> I was like, how did that not, you know, raise your oh, raise your yeah. antenna? You know, and he goes, ah, he goes. I just didn't didn't see it coming, didn't man. Didn't see it coming. Anyway, so that was that was super fun. I saw a lot. Of, it was like old home week, seeing all these guys that used to live in New Orleans, or you know, I've known forever, and it was actually kind of uh, misty. Uh, now that's a new thing in my in podcasts is I talk about how how misty little, you get. I get a little, little bit of a Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so the joke is, uh, you know, they say everything's bigger in Texas. It's working for my cock. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah, that. It's yeah. a Manny Chevrolet yeah. kind of joke, right? Yeah. Well, it's like that joke, I just flew into town and boys, my cock huge. I know, I know. That's, <laughs> absolutely. That's, that's the foundational <laughs> joke of Manny Chevrolet. That's, that's the right on brand for well, Manny. <laughs> you know, going back, you know, to a celebration and all that, you know, we celebrated Mother's Day and um, I love doing this to my wife because she expects it from me. You know, uh, it, I, I just pulled this out of the, the vault from okay. many, many comedians. <laughs> right. I said, honey, I love you. Happy Mother's Day. Now go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets me. Yeah. yeah. Know, <laughs> she gets uh, me. You know, it'd be a problem if you didn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'd have a major problem if she didn't get me. But she does, and that's why um, I'm sticking around. Yeah, man. All right. So, uh, Yolanda wants us out of here, doesn't she? Is that right? Well, she couldn't scrape those chairs any louder. It actually is five past nine. So That's all right. There's still people here. We can... We can yeah, you're you going to slow walk this. Yeah. It's a, it's so listen, Troubled Nation, we're out there. And give us your feedback any way you can, I guess. Uh, I, I'm putting it out there. You know, I'm, I'm Basically, I'm just texting my friends saying, listen to this. Sure, yeah. That's, you know, yeah. one person at, the to- at a time. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a ground roots operation. You know, we we have uh, we've we've broken several uh, several um, barriers, uh, several uh, what do they call it benchmarks um, as far as downloads, and uh, you know, our, yeah. our, 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 we're increasing listenership. 
Yeah, and, and uh, um, I think we're getting better at it. I think the podcasts are, are improving every week. I am anyway. I'm not sure about you, but now you're getting you're, you're you were. You I were am what I am, man. I am what, what I like am. Like Popeye. I, you know, yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. Good night, people. Good night, nation. All right. Uh, um, what do we say? Trouble never ends. Trouble never ends. So uh, good luck. Continues. The struggle continues. Good night. <laughs>